Hey guys, welcome again to the Sora's Almanac. We're glad that you're tuning in with us again. Um, this is episode 20, and in this episode we are continuing our airing of grievances series. This is part four, and we're going to be talking about the concept of lead pastor and kind of that terminology and having a conversation surrounding that. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Um, yeah, again, just to clarify in this series, we're not going after anybody. It's definitely not a combative series. The airing of grievances title is, is a joke. Um, we're referencing Seinfeld. Um, but on top of that, uh, this isn't exhaustive. We're not able to cover every single thing about all these topics. Um, this is really just a conversation, um, and we hope it's thought-provoking for you guys. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoy this episode. As always, um, you can reach us at ransomcitychurch.org, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, just go to ransomcitychurch.org and click on the Contact tab, and you can submit in any questions or comments to us at the Soar's Almanac podcast. Um, and we'd love to hear from you guys, so please don't be strangers and reach out to us if you would like. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got him. That was good. Slipped right in there. How long were you planning that? You had that one in the I, chamber. I just thought of that. <laughs> just because I was thinking of how you always freaking start. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Sower's <laughs> Almanac. Almanac. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it now. We're in it now. So, welcome. Um, so, it's like when we were at uh, Chili's the other night and the kid kept coughing. Oh my gosh. And I, I finally in just. In a rhythm. Yeah, it was like. He <laughs> 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 finally started. I just started doing, doing it in time with the kid. That was pretty good. Uh, anyway. We couldn't handle it. So, we are continuing our uh, the airing of grievances series, um, which has been fun. Um, so, we're continuing that again today. This is part four of that. And in this one, we're going to be talking about the lead guy. The lead guy. Whatever you want to call it. The lead pastor, senior pastor, what have you. Um, that kind of terminology and the use of that kind of terminology. Um, and that's really going to be the topic of discussion today. So... We'll explain, here's kind of the misconception regarding that, that we're trying to get at and address. Also, really quick, when we say airing of grievances, yes. it's a Seinfeld reference. We're not really, like, terribly grieved by any <laughs> no. of this stuff. No, no, no. This is meant to be kind of a lighthearted... Yes, non-combative. Um, ...clearing up of misconceptions. Yes. It's so, not, this, yeah, this is not us going <laughs> after people. We're not thrown down Just the Just a gauntlet. dialogue about things that we hear and are misled by. Yes, yeah. things that, you know, could be clearer. So we're just continuing those conversations. Which, if you've been listening to this series, um, you, you've kind of heard us do that already. So... We're doing that with, you know, the topic of a lead guy, a lead pastor, senior pastor, Pope. kind of that idea. We'll be getting to that in a second. Uh, but here, here's kind of the, the misconception about and surrounding that is really, uh, even if guys wouldn't confess, like even if you kind of pin somebody down, they'd be like, well, that's not what I mean. Kind of what comes off is that you have a uh, plurality of elders, um, but, you know, plurality of elders, plurality of pastors that are all leading, should be leading a church together. You should never have just one guy. Um, but that amongst that group, there's kind of one guy that, whether it's completely on purpose um, or, you know, just kind of by default or just in practice, kind of one guy that stands out is as really the one in charge yes, as the guy really decisions. in charge really making the decisions really leading the church in whatever direction they want to not go. as much of a balance as they would have yes not as much a council and a plurality of elders as it as it should be in practice or as as the bible points to yes right. exactly so th that's that's what we're addressing I and mean, like i said there's going to be like we're not for one we're not going after anybody and for two i think the reason we're talking about this is, I mean, it really is a misconception where I think a lot of people, if you ask them, that's not the heart of what they're trying to get at, mm -hmm. um, but it ends up happening regardless. It's one of those, like, even if we're not trying to get there, I think it ends up happening a lot of times in a lot of churches and just kind of in our culture of church planting and churches and, and ministry in general. So that's kind of what we're addressing is the idea that there really shouldn't ever be one guy no one man should have all that power. There just should not be that one guy 
that's really leading the charge on his own. Like that's not that's not a good thing. Uh, we don't see that as kind of the biblical model. It should be a plurality. Or really, that one guy is Jesus. Exactly. So that's really exactly. where we're going. Bring it home. Yeah. So there's your teaser on where we're funneling to. And uh, just to introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, hi, I'm Seth. Yeah. <laughs> and with me, big surprise. Um, and uh, I'm Chris. I'm Greg. So yeah, we got the three of us here tonight, which is good. Greg's been away um, because of the wombat ministry. <laughs> so Not doing so well. He's back. So he's been taking refuting care of some wombat. false teaching over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what is happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so that that's the misconception we're addressing. So for one, I wanted to talk about kind of the theology behind it and. Where that idea comes from to begin with, like, um, you know, you'll hear language that people will use to, whether justify or explain, you know, having a senior pastor or a lead pastor, they'll say, they'll use terminology like the first among equals, and I'll get to that in a second, but they'll say like, you know, you have a plurality of elders, but really you kind of have one guy that stands out amongst that plurality, and the things that they point to some things to try to say, you know, this is why we do it this way. Um, you know, and we see this model in scripture and they'll point to a few specific examples. Mm-hmm. Um, one being Peter. That's one of the main examples they'll point to. They say, you know, you've got the 12 apostles, you know, Jesus is 12 guys, but then even amongst the 12, you have this inner three. Mm-hmm. And then amongst that inner three, there's Peter and Peter kind of leads the rest of the apostles is the way that they'll kind of explain it. So they'll say, Peter was an example of this. He's kind of the senior pastor of the group or, um, you know, Moses is another mm-hmm. example people will point to. Right. Um, David, just yeah. kind of all those like patriarchs of the yeah. faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they'll point to those and be like, this is, we, we see this precedent here. Um, and you almost certainly will have one guy who stands out in some way. All well, of your <laughs> elders will they're not probably all the same. stand right. out in different their, ways, their areas, their uh, giftings, yeah. Um, but it's not really necessary or biblical to add a lead or or some title before um, pastor. Yeah. Not necessarily a good thing. Well, and yeah. like I can't think of any, literally any situation in life where I was like a part of a group of people, and there wasn't like one or two guys or girls who like stood out as like, wow, they're really good at this, or like they right. really go above and beyond and work right. harder in or this more. Area. Like, yeah, yeah in, in a certain area, like you know, at that's work, just what happens. like that's there's just that's how people mm-hmm. are, and so I think part of it, yeah, you'll get that for and sure. You'll see that if you go to that church, right? And and I think what we're getting at is you're going to see that happen naturally, but that doesn't mean it needs to be reflected in title. We just don't see a precedent exactly. for that at all, like right. or in at power, all. right? Or yeah, exactly, or in power. Like you just don't see that show up. But anyway, that that's kind of where they're getting that. They'll point to Peter. You know, as one of the specific examples, the the inner three of Jesus is 12, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And to say at the outset, I think, like, I, I want to try to explain, well, I think here's what they might be trying to say. We've kind of said this with some of the other podcasts in this series, that often it's like, when you really try to peel it back, here's what they're trying to get at. They're just not explaining it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's at very least some of that going on here. Now, I also will say... Like, I think there is a group of people that it's like, here's what they mean, and I'll explain that in a second. And I I also think there's a group in this as well that kind of they do mean what it sounds like they mean. Unfortunately, they shouldn't. Um, But I think there is some of that going on where they really are like, no, we we think there should be a one guy. Yeah. um, Which I don't agree with. Um, Yeah, Chris, like you were uh, saying earlier, like every time that language is used in the Bible, it's referring to Jesus. Right. um, Chief shepherd and overseer of our souls. Yeah. 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 And so here's to to give it, you know, flesh it out a little bit. Here's what I think some of them might mean. Like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think some of them, what what people are trying to say with this. Um, is not necessarily a lead or senior pastor, even if that's the words that they use. 
what they're kind of trying to get at is like preaching or teaching pastor. Like when you're, when they're talking with the lead or the senior pastor, they're talking about the guy who's leading from the front the most often. The guy who's preaching the most often is usually the guy that in their head is synonymous with lead or senior pastor. Yeah. Um, so I think like if we kind of have that in mind, I think what they're getting at is like more the teaching and more the preaching pastor, which we were talking about before we hit, hit record, but like that's not necessarily a bad thing to have a guy that's preaching more often than, than anybody else. Like that's, no, that's you fine. You will probably have right. that and you definitely is, see that. Yes, I think that's rare, pretty rare. <laughs> right, it's a pretty rare church where like, there's three guys it's and yeah, every yeah, week I don't they're really splitting know it up. Like no. it's pretty rare. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if I've heard of anybody like that, but the the unhealthy thing because like again, it's not it's not unhealthy if there's a guy who's like I really like preaching, I'm really good at it, I want to do it most weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That's someone who wants to use their gift. Well, the unhealthy it, thing it, is yeah. drawing the focus off of the word being our senior authority or lead authority and putting it on a guy. And putting it on a guy who's preaching the word, which is still very important, and the word's the important part. You know, the Bible is our highest authority because it's Jesus's words, because it, again, points back to that Jesus is our senior pastor. Jesus is our chief shepherd. Yeah. Um, and it's right. It's just drawing this focus off of Jesus, off of the word, even if it's right. unmeaning, even if it's subconscious, like, and that's what we're addressing. And that's all we're, it is. We're bringing this up because I think a lot of the time, this isn't what people are meaning to Not have happen. No. Um, and if we pull people aside, like we've said in the other episodes of this series, like we're not treading new ground. It, it, it like, in the way that, like, I think if we had this conversation with a lot of people, they would go, oh, well, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but it needs to be said. It needs to be fleshed out. Like, we need to be talking about these mm-hmm. things and putting some more flesh and more meat on the bones. Because it, it's just very easily, by default, I think a lot of churches drift toward, well, everybody else is a senior pastor. So mm-hmm. we'll just have one and use the same terminology. And then kind of you build in some of the same problems and the same misconceptions. And so that's why we're talking about it. Like I said, I think for a lot of cases, they do mean like preaching and teaching pastor. And to be clear, like, I mean, we do that. Like I'm, I'm preaching most weeks right. at our church. Like the vast majority of the weeks are me. Chris preaches as well regularly. Uh, but it's usually me like that's, so we're, we're not even disagreeing with that precedent. Um, but, um, like we don't make the distinction, you know, even on our website, I'm listed just as pastor. And you guys would have pastor listed if you guys weren't still elder candidates. So we're working on that. Yeah. But like, yeah, we have, it'd be the same thing. I think right now on the website, we just have titles Staff that kind titles. of help people know probably who to contact right. about certain things. Yeah. Um, like I'm usually leading worship and song, but like I wouldn't identify like as that. I guess say mm-hmm. like necessarily I'm I'm the lead this or whatever or like I don't think I should I probably do sometimes. Well, sometimes um, like when people I am ask often doing that and doing. yeah yeah I've thought of it in the sense that titles are helpful because if someone's wondering about like oh I want to plug what? into the band yeah okay you kind of oversee that area in the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that but not isn't necessary, necessary to be yeah. a title. Um, right. just seems misleading. Like yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just had a thought. Not a big deal, just... No, no. I just had a thought, and that's part of it. I was nodding along. I had a thought that hit me. I, I think part of this, and part of what we're reacting to with that, like I said, I think in some cases what they mean is like, when they're talking about lead pastor, they're talking, they're almost exclusively talking about the main guy that preaches, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that builds in with it then this false idea that... Whatever the guy is that preaches the most, that's the guy who's really running the show. Mm-hmm. When it's like, that's not that's not good. Like, that's not biblical. We shouldn't be enforcing that idea. And even if we're not meaning to, I think that's the message that it sends is a couple things. One, whoever's the main preacher, they're the guy really in charge. So mm-hmm. these other guys don't really do much. And for two, or like aren't in charge of anything really, which is not true. Um, and for two, well, I think it, it also is, unfortunately, and sometimes it is. But in our churches, church, yeah. it's good that Seth isn't really. The <laughs> it's true. No, I, I don't. I don't run things like that. And um, good that I am not. Well, none of us are. Yeah, we it all. It would lead be together. best though <laughs> if, if you did. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was going to say something like a Rue is in charge, <laughs> running things um, with an iron fist. What I was going to say on the flip side of that too, like, well, not the flip side, but just an, an additional problem with that, I think it communicates, 
and I've seen this just amongst amongst our camp, and by by our camp, I I mean reformed, you know, Calvinist, mm-hmm. evangelical uh, Christians, and that's an overemphasis, I think, on on the importance of preaching, where it's like, well, the guy doing that is clearly the most important guy, and the guy who's really in charge. Well, and and it'd be one thing to say that like the gospel being proclaimed is the most important thing about a church, because you could say that, but I think it's usually people aren't focusing on the fact that the gospel being proclaimed is so important, but usually that a preacher is the most important. Yes. Like it usually somehow shifts to like the title and the job description rather than the, the thing itself kind of, you know what I mean? Like I'm not person rather than the the thing. And I'm not saying preaching of the word is not hugely, hugely important. It is. But what I'm reacting to is I think if we're not careful, we can then devalue the other elements of like, this is what it means to be a church and all of these things are important. You know, we, when we talk in our camp about like what makes a church, like mm-hmm. you need all of these things to be a biblically faithful church. And if you have just preaching, you're not a biblically faithful church. Like that's a great thing, um, it, you know, yeah. but that's and not it. Might it. Be a that's really not important sufficient. Thing, but yeah, that's not the only thing. Right. A church and is. that's what I'm getting at. Not to say that it's not important or, you know, like Chris said, preaching the gospel, you could argue. You know, that the is gospel the most, is the most important. Gospel thing in the is church. the most important yeah, thing, of course. So it's more like we just need to be careful. We're not saying that preaching as an act and the preacher are the only thing. So here's some further problems with this misconception. This is really kind of why we're bringing this up and talking about it. And I think one of the main ones is that it creates whether people mean it to or not. Um, when you have this one guy that you throw a title with of you know lead or senior pastor or whatever however you're going to say that um i think it can create even if you don't mean to this extra biblical uh, meaning not in scripture um outside of scripture uh power structure where you have functionally you do have one guy with more power you know even if nobody would say this mm-hmm. it's kind of like everybody else in the room gets one vote and he gets two or it's like that's not really like that's probably not how anybody would say that it, that it works, but like sometimes functionally it becomes that way, because I think when you have that title attached to somebody, even the, the guys that don't have that senior in front of their name might feel like, well, I have less of a voice, may speak okay. up less, may feel less valued, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true because I think like, well, and part of it too is just like, it's it's overwhelming for everything to funnel to one human being. Yeah. Kind of like, it's unhealthy. We have so many examples of that. Yes. Right. So, like yes. churches have just fallen apart. I was going to say like, to one guy. how many times are we going to watch that movie mm-hmm. where it's like, this happens over and over and over again. Literally every time we do this and set up one. Yes. Person, and it's like, here we go. Like it'll like the second it happens where one guy gets that much power. It's like, well, start the clock. Cause give it a few years and we're going to have a real problem. And lo and behold, it's like every few years you have another, it's the same movie and it's the same it's it's irritating and frustrating to watch in the same way that like when an actual <laughs> the same movie comes out every year and you're like we already did this how are people going and watching this movie and falling for this right now it's the same thing it's like we've yeah. already done this a thousand times and it has not worked once like it's just a bad idea <laughs> like can we stop making that movie like it really is like let's stop doing that let's avoid that at all costs right and i don't know if it's like a you know like kind of this thought of you know running the church more like a company where there's a CEO, i think that is a lot of it or you get things done quicker when you don't have to consult with other people you can just yeah. make the choice and that's faster or something i don't know but yeah it does kind of create this pyramidal you know structure yeah. where whether again, whether they mean to or not, it kind of ends up that way. Where if one guy said to do something, it would kind of just well, like, well, that's it. Yeah, I that's guess what we gotta do. That, you know, which um, a couple things I was gonna say about that. I think I think you hit the nail on the head, Chris, about the business thing. Like we've talked about this a little bit before, but like I think so much business model creeps into church planting 
mm-hmm. that like we got to be really careful and diligent to question some of those things and go, well, wait a minute, like we're not just asking what works the best. We're asking what would God have us do? Like that's the most important question right. is what does God want us to do here? Not what's the most effective. Yeah. And I think like so often in churches, things are done based on a business model and not a biblical model. It's like it happens all the work time. being done. Yeah. Um, not just a business enterprise. Yeah. Um, but I was, uh, we were talking a little bit about um, kind of the purposes of having this flat leadership structure and how it how god glorifying it really is it's exactly that it's all it's setting jesus up as the lead pastor of the church as Mm -hmm. a chief shepherd and rather than saying okay well we're all really submitting to christ but we're submitting to this one first among equals and really trusting him to be doing that and trusting his leadership you're all trusting christ um and God and the Holy Spirit's leadership of the church, and you're mm-hmm. pointing each other to him, mm-hmm. and you're holding each other accountable to be um, to be under that authority. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just one person who you're, you're trusting really should Which be I, under that. That's right. all of our responsibility and yeah. um, what we all point each other to. Yeah, and, and I think that <laughs> safeguards against all kinds of cliffs that mm-hmm. we can easily run off. Um, and one of them was what you brought up a second ago, Chris, with overwhelming one guy. Like, not only is it unhealthy for one guy to have that much power for the church, mm-hmm. it's also unhealthy for the guy to have that, like, that one guy to have that many things filtering to him. Like, that's just right. going to overwhelm him. There's no way you can really yeah, sustain that. Yeah, that's not really loving for that guy. No, either. like, so it's, it's, it really is a mutually beneficial, like, neither of you want that. Neither party wants that at all. Right. Like, it's yeah. not going to work. Um, it's going to be very, yeah, just extremely overwhelming very, very quickly for one guy. Well, and, like, we've laughed so many times since Planting Ransom that, like, like we've laughed and laughed that like could you imagine if you and Jackie just parachuted in holy cow or if it was any one of just like the one of us right like yeah Absolutely just show not. up and do it Good by luck. yourself yeah like just what what would have happened like just a nightmare it would have just been yeah like really <laughs> scary just because there's so many times when like you know you or I need to just be like man I can't believe this just happened and just like kind of talk talk yeah. yeah or process like, you know like I've heard stories about like Driscoll where like at the beginning he was Mm -hmm. driving to pick people up, printing out the programs, preaching the sermon, setting all the chairs up, tearing all the chairs down and driving people home before and after church, like every week for like, I think it was like two services or something. And it's just like, just get a team dude. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just delegate. Like, I don't know. Like, right. Which we also know, like some people in certain situations, are not going to have a, a team from the jump. Sure. We understand that, but we're more saying like, as much as you possibly can, right. have a team from the jump. A mm-hmm. and B, get one quickly. You know, if you don't have one right or away, even consider pausing on planting. If that's you don't another have anyone, great suggestion. Like, honestly, you. honestly, you exactly like you might be at a place where it's like maybe we should wait. Like honestly, I would. I would give that advice if somebody came to me tomorrow and was like, "Hey, I'm about to." jump into this by myself and I'd be like, well, do you have to right now? Like, right. is there a reason might you, think wait, you man. should go right now and not wait till you have you a need, team? Because you need some guys around you that you can lean on and that you can delegate to and that can shepherd alongside of you and you're not just the one guy doing it. Um, yeah, I was thinking about it earlier with the kind of lead pastor title and thinking about well, in terms of what we're doing now, like Seth, you would really be kind of the lead church planter in the sense that you're the only one of us doing this full time. Right. We're doing right. Just the bulk of and... the administrative um, work that it right. takes to just have Ransom City Church Keep the be engine a going. thing in terms of not spirit in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. but in terms of being what people consider to be a viable church in their, right. their city. Right. Um, but I can't imagine what it would be like if you were 
not lead church planter, but just church planter, just the only just church planter, just the, the one guy, guy doing this at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, I yeah. I just don't know how you would. Yeah, I mean, I get overwhelmed now, and I have a team around me. Like I I can't um, I just can't even file that anywhere. So yeah, I mean that's that's a big part of why we're talking about this. Like it's not healthy for either party. It's gonna be an unhealthy structure for the church. It's gonna overwhelm the one guy. And this is what kind of to do with this. I think this is another problem. Is a theological one, and we've talked about this before. Like we've, it's a trend that we've noticed um, that I think comes with the lead lead pastor terminology. Um, is some of the other elders that get established when you kind of break down like what the other elders do, mm-hmm. they're functionally really just deacons. Yeah, like there's so many elders who are just deacons running around where it's like. I don't know what that's about. Like, it doesn't need to look like that. And here's what I mean. Like, you look at kind of what their job is day in and day out, and it's not like shepherding the flock. It's more like administrative tasks and, you know, working with your hands and things like that. That it's like, those are good things. And it's not that (laughs) elders never do them. Right. You know, I mean, we're a church plant. We're constantly doing that kind of stuff where it's like, eventually we'd like other people to be doing some of that stuff. So we're not saying elders never do those things. But I think there's some, there, there's a tendency, there's, there's a pattern mm-hmm. of when you're like training up, raising up new elders to pastor alongside of you, that they end up functionally just ask, acting more like deacons than fellow elders. Like they don't have, whether it's as much power, like we said, or the same kinds of responsibilities. And I'm not saying everybody should preach. Because some guys just aren't gifted to do that and don't want to. Well, and that's like, not and still can be elders. What makes someone an elder? Exactly, and we agree on that. But exactly, are you but, um, able to teach? Not are you able to not preach preaching from like, the pulpit every week? And exactly, Cause, right? Because if you look back at like Acts six, you know the elders were being pulled away from prayer and the ministry of the word. Those mm-hmm. are the two things that yes, they're like. That's exactly. what we need to be about, and we can't. Like, it's not that we're unable or unwilling to serve food to people who need food like, right totally willing and able to do that they were fine with that but right it was taking them away from yeah you know really their main priority which is teaching and ministering to people with the word and prayer mm-hmm. and i think that you know and a lot of people will say like well act six isn't necessarily deacons whatever splitting hairs deacons yeah. are people who serve pastors are people who teach and Preach and shepherd lead and yeah, shepherd even and so, that's an example that we it's have an example, that we right? Yeah, think about yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so, I think like a lot of times you'll hear pastors who or people who claim to be pastors or are installed as pastors, but their job and their kind of functioning is, well, I just make sure that if there's anything on so and so's plate, I can take that off their plate and kind of right. do like tasks and things around the church right. that need to get done and kind of work behind the scenes. Yes. And it's like. There's nothing wrong with any of that. That's a that's all calling, but that's a deacon. Like, right. That just that, is that what doesn't a deacon fit is. the description of an elder. Right. And it, so nearly as much as it does deacon. Right. Um, just because the function of an elder is, and, and really one of the only, I would say, the only distinction between the qualifications for an elder and the qualifications for a deacon. When you look at them in the Bible, qualifications of an elder just include also. Able to teach right doctrine and able to refute false doctrine. Exactly. And so, yeah, we're all hard workers. Yeah, we all lead good lives and love God and love our families. But elders and pastors are supposed to be leading through the word. Right. And again, it's like there's nothing wrong with being a deacon. It's great to be a deacon. No, we need deacons. Yeah, we so badly need deacons. But if you're a deacon, then you're a deacon. And just again, be a again deacon. it's the same theme we've had through this whole series, which is precision. Right. If you're a deacon, let's call it a deacon. Let's not call it an elder. Or right. if or you really if are trying to be established as an elder, then let's let, make you an elder. Right. Let's make you an elder. Task. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Give that task elder. to a deacon, and right. don't bog your elders down with deacon tasks. Like right. that's now you're now you're literally. Because if we, here's, and this is all part of the problem, it's all mm-hmm. systemic, because when you put it in the actual biblical frame and you go, okay, this is a plurality of elders that are supposed to be leading together. Well, one guy's overwhelmed. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take that off of the one elder mm-hmm. and we're going to give it to another elder. That doesn't even make sense. Right. But if you're thinking about it with the senior pastor thing in mind, then it does make sense in your head because you're like, we just got to get the pressure off the senior guy. How often do the three of us sit down and look at a task? And all of us are like, 
man, we really don't have time for this. And you say, well, I need to get it off my plate, but I know like giving it to you guys won't. It's a lateral. Just I literally yeah. say that's like a lateral it, move. It doesn't right. help it anybody. It has to be someone outside of us. Yes, you know, right. We say that a lot. We guy. do. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, so for instance, we have a guy at our church named Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is very, very clearly deacon material. Oh, yeah. Because has for been, a few things. For has few been things. from the jump, really. He loves, and you can see it, he serves behind the scenes. Like, we were at a restaurant with him just a little while ago, and we didn't get menus when we sat down. And <laughs> we were all like, huh, I wonder if we're going to get menus. And by the time someone was done saying that, Jonathan came back with the waitress with menus. <laughs> like, you don't <laughs> have to guy. ask him. He sees a need. Yep. He gets up and does it. He doesn't say anything. He's mm-hmm. dependable. Right. Like, exactly. Consistent, faithful, dependable. And that's a role. That's an office in the church. It's a needed role. Is when people yeah. see a need and they go, you don't have to ask me. I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to be the first to get here, right. the last to leave. I'm going to take things off your plate. That's a that's not just like a great thing. That's an office. That's You've got qualifications. It, there's a whole thing. There's a whole right. half a chapter in scripture just about that guy. That's fine. That's a calling. But so is pastor and right. why are we mixing them? Like, right. Why are we so like confused one about one is and so rich? And, and it, not even that, we have to like separate out even pastor and make lead pastor right. and teaching pastor. Well, that's what I mean because then you have media pastor. You have right. guys that really like are called pastors and called elders, like that's their title. And then you look at the breakdown of what they do and they're really just like office or administrative assistants. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not, that's not a knock against right. anybody. We need those people. But don't call it an elder if it's you not if they're not an elder. You really have to be able to teach to do those to do that, <laughs> right? You Unless know. that's the majority of their role, but also they are at elder meetings where they speak in and the they are doing of the church, things. and that's fine. And their vote then counts as much fine. as everyone else. Exactly. Like Greg, you don't preach almost at all. Like you preach like a couple sermons, but yeah. you're at almost every single staff meeting. You shepherd and lead into this church, of us. yes, right? Even though it's not through public teaching of the word. Yeah. It's through your knowledge of the word and your right. prayerfulness and your like shepherding yes. in our like staff meetings and yeah. through one on one meetings with other people in the church and, and through you the shepherd band. and lead the band <laughs> right. like those and are so, your people like that's still pastoral work you're still a pastor even though you're not preaching because you right. have, that's they're not synonymous exactly and the, we've made what you way. just said is perfect in that you could have a guy that's doing product like all, a lot of administrative stuff mm-hmm. if he is also doing things the that set you out as a pastor right. and an elder right. you know that great but I, I think we frequently see where that's just not really functionally happening right you and know it's like that's could you imagine really if there. like just because we like Jonathan and he's a hard worker we made him a pastor right would hate that yeah he would not want yeah. to be a pastor be like, like why am i a pastor i would literally <laughs> sit us down and be like i don't want to do this do you guys remember we had a moment with mike where for a little while we were we, we were kind of yeah. like oh he'll probably be an elder with us and mike and then he's god like, bless the guy why? actually yeah. told us like we we had a we were had doing something and he was like hey just so you guys know like I don't want to be an elder. Well, it was like, I, we were, I'm more deacon material. We were talking about uh, Greg and my uh, elder candidacy, and yes. you were like, Mike, do you want to get in on this? That's like, what it was, yeah, Because yeah. we see you as, like, you are a leader in our church. Yeah. And really what it was is, again, being a deacon is still being a leader. It's still an mm-hmm. office. It's still a role. It's still a calling in the church. It's still a need. It just looks different. It just looks different. And so, yeah, but Mike was like, whenever you hear the stuff about, like, preaching and teaching and leading and shepherding and all that stuff... Mike's like, I just hear, no, not me. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's someone. Right. And then he's like, when you hear people, you know, and it's deacons are talked about in the Bible of like, they're serving with their hands, they're doing hard work, right. they're helping people, they're handling money or time or gifts or talents, right. shepherding, helping the poor. He's like, that's, I want to do that. That's so bad. me. Right. Um, and so it's like, cool. He knows that. And that's awesome. Right. And he doesn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> right. And that's right. not like a lesser calling. And we're all just kind of like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Which right. I, it's the same exact theme through this whole series, and it's going to keep being for as long as we keep doing this series. So, which I'm not going to tell you how long it's going to be because we have some other ones in the hopper. We're not sure, <laughs> but um, like it's the same theme <laughs> of might precision. Just be the whole it might just be for, for the, the rest airing of, of grievances podcast. The <laughs> <laughs> City Church. It's just we changed the logo to a guy with his head in, uh, his head in his hands, just like oh. well, there's a Festivus pole too. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like, it's just precision. Like, just let's say what we're saying and not, and say what we're say not what saying mean, yeah. and be careful about what we're saying, <laughs> titles we're giving people. And 
Yep. Here, here's really what it comes down to. Like, we, uh, amongst our camp, like we talked about being Reformed Evangelicals, we talk a lot about the solas, right? And specifically sola scriptura. So we talk about how, you know, God's word is really our highest governing authority. What he says in his word goes. So we look at the Bible and we go, what does he want? What does he tell us in here? That's what we're going to do. We talk about that a lot in our camp. But I think for as often as we talk about it, we have a real precision problem with, like, what does it say? What does it not say? And how are we actually functioning, especially within the church and within church planting? Where it's like, I think what we say and what we do betray each other sometimes. Yes. Where it's like, that isn't what it said, though. <laughs> like, right. you know, you have this, well, you have in scripture is a plurality of elders, and you don't have any guy set apart with a different title where no, it's like he's well he's the lead elder other than at apostle, no point but that's say not that. the same thing no right as a, as a pastor well, even amongst the apostles there's no lead apostle people would say peter is i know but which, I, but here's what i'm <laughs> and saying their reasons are always so silly because i'm always like did you read about peter like <laughs> right. like peter wouldn't even shake his mouth off guy. yeah like well and by the way here's the the they'll quote a bunch of texts <clears throat> but they'll forget about one really big one and that's when paul rebukes peter so i'm just talking about you just well, and keep, keep that one in your you back. You could easily pocket. also say like James was really the leader of the early church because like they talk about from him Jerusalem, being in Jerusalem, yeah, exactly, hugely influential. John, and it's like, you could make right, argument. You could say John, the it's apostle Jesus goofy. loved, yeah, and right. so it's like just maybe they were all equal. Right. Maybe they but just specifically were together. Specifically, like what I was saying is like lead is never in front of any of those no. words. Like even even if you're going to try to argue, oh Peter was that guy. Whatever. Does it say that? Does it say that? Does it ever call well, him and like, anything other than You wouldn't do that with any apostle. other theology. You wouldn't do that right. with any other theology in the Bible where you go, well, it's like kind of, we're going to use this word but a lot, even though it's not. Yeah. Like, that are, yeah. But I was thinking about um, in Hebrews thirteen seventeen, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your your souls. It's them. It's plural. Mm-hmm. It's leaders. Yeah. Well, and, it's assumed that, yeah. well, Christ is the leader, so right. it's not one guy um, mm-hmm. you're submitting to, but there's, but this, the, bo- the church, there's yeah. this, this body um, in the church, and, and the people in the church are submitting to those people um, who are keeping watch over them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, because what it really comes down to is the only time you ever hear, and we've kind of referenced this before, but the only time you ever hear the language of lead pastor or chief pastor or senior pastor is when you're talking about Jesus when it says the chief shepherd, which chief shepherd sounds a heck of a lot like lead pastor. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> well, you get around that. You know, pastor and shepherd are synonymous. And chief and lead. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it so doesn't say bang obey on your lead pastor, but it does say obey Jesus right. a lot As of other shepherd. places. Yeah. Right. A whole and lot and of so like the chief shepherd and overseer, which is the same word as pastor, the chief <laughs> shepherd and overseer of your soul. Yeah. And so if you're going to say, yeah, you got a lead pastor, that's Jesus. It just and is. That's it. And like, I get it that, you know, whatever for simplicity's sake but like i don't think that that's where what we should like turn to to dictate our theology or our roles in the church like because if anything you kind of see the opposite paul went from kind of in his writing you see him list himself as the least of all the apostles and then later on in his writing he says he's the least of all the christians and then even later on, he says that he's the least of all the saints. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have authority, and he, he even claims that authority. Um, doesn't mean he can't lead or teach or preach. But it does mean, like, he's clearly not calling himself, like, I'm the leader of everything. Or, like, you really should turn... Like, it's... He's saying, I'm the least. Right. You know, right. And that Jesus is greater. Right. Yeah. Which I think part of it, like... And I'll speak... <laughs> I'm going to make fun of this whole thing a little bit. I'll speak as the quote-unquote lead pastor in the room, even though I'm not. I don't call myself that. As the guy who, like, people would look at what I do and be like, oh, well, he's the lead guy. Mm -hmm. I'd say, like, guys who are in that position, including me, we need to fight to combat this. Like, and here's what I mean. When you're the only like, one who can. Yeah. Because like, it's not so, like anyone's listening to me about it. <laughs> right. About, right. It's going to sound, even though you're right, to them, they're going to be like, well, of course you're saying that. He's glory grabbing. Here's what, here's what I'm saying. Like, within our churches, like, for us at Ransom City, like, I try to be careful to point out that you guys are fellow elders and fellow pastors. Like, I'll call you that. When we had a, a members meeting recently where we were just kind of explaining, here's... Here's who our deacons are, and here's who our pastors are. 
And like we specifically, you know, mm-hmm. talked about you guys are these guys and you're leading alongside of me. And we even explained like at no point have I, you know, Seth called all the shots. That's not how our church functions. Right. That's never how our church has functioned. That's never how our church is going to function in the future. This is how it goes. It's a flat leadership structure. I even said at one point, like I get outvoted all the time. I do. Yeah. You know, I'm just one guy. You know, I've been outvoted, outvoted recently. We, the sermon series we're in now, <clears throat> yeah. um, I had a panic moment where I was like, I I can't remember what it was. It was some conversations with, with uh, somebody else about kind of what we were thinking about doing for the series. Um, and what they said freaked me out. So I was like, oh, let's pull the plug on it completely and switch to another series. Right. And you guys both talked me down from the ledge. And I was like, no. No, we're not. We're going to do this series, and here's why. What's um, funny is it's turned out to be like a lot of people's favorite. I was going to say that because here's the thing: if we played by the lead pastor rules and said like, "Well, Seth's the pe- preacher guy, so if he wants to do this in his preaching department, then we should let him do it," we would have pulled the plug on the series. And this is the best series. I I love this series. Yeah, I've had the most fun preaching it. Our people have loved it. Like. We've had a lot of feedback from our people saying, like, I really am enjoying this series. I never looked at the Old Testament this way and mm-hmm. saw the gospel and saw Jesus in the Old Testament. So I'm giving that, I want to set that forward as a prime example of, like, oh, this is why you do this together. No, yeah, this, this is our last, last Sunday is the last <laughs> one. Oh, well, come on down to Ransom City Church. And yeah, Stanford and here it. Yeah, uh, Jonah. We'll finish <laughs> it up with Jonah. But, yeah, I wanted to give that as an example. And that's one of many of times that, you know, I had an idea and got outvoted <laughs> and good. And what we ended up going with was the better idea. But you didn't just get outvoted and then you were kind of bitter about it. We did no, we came to an agreement. Come to it. an agreement, exactly. And that's really yes. Always how. We so I, I got outvoted in. initially, and then by the end of the conversation, like really all the time, you're it like, was just oh, like, oh, I get what okay, you're saying. What I'm saying. on board. I'm cool with that. Yeah, because we try yeah, to be really something like that, that happens. We don't just let it hang out. We say, right. "Well, here's really why we're saying that." Like, do you see where we're coming from now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see that a little bit. Now yeah. we agree on the thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. Which is we really don't how just it be. outvote each other, and we're like, "Aha!" Ah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that> doesn't happen. <laughs> like, no, it, it, yeah, just doesn't happen. That's just well, not how we do it. And that's the thing is like not having a lead pastor other than Jesus. Because that's the thing, too, is we're not even fighting to not have a lead pastor. We're fighting to just have the right lead to pastor. Keep it Jesus, which is Jesus to keep Christ. it as Jesus, yeah. right. And so the thing about it is it makes us, we have to agree. Yes. We have to, because there's only three of us, like, <laughs> and so it's not yeah. ever going to be 50-50. No, which um, is on purpose. Right, so. and even, again, like you guys are saying, if one person disagrees, we don't really just move on. We no. really find... The absolute... only time we move on is if it's so little yeah. that even the person who disagrees like, oh, is like, listen, care. I don't Whatever, care. I don't like, care about that. But other, if it's a big deal, like, like we've talked about before on the podcast, but we'll like just curb it, it yeah. until like, no, let's, we can figure let's it out. talk about this and, yeah. right. and come to an understanding. And so like having like that no one's vote is like, well, you know what? I'm just going to say, let's do this and we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. That's never happened. No. And I think it makes us agree. It makes us find unity. And we have to slow down. Look to Jesus, and ag- right? I was just going to say, agree based on the Bible before we can move forward, because the right. only Trump vote in our church is Jesus. Right. The only it's, person who gets what a Trump he says vote goes. is Jesus. And so, exactly. if any of us is like, I don't know, we can always just, all right. Well, what does Jesus say? Right. And we can turn to the Bible right. and go, all right. Well, that's we're what we're doing. We're not looking to one guy's vision for Ransom City Church. We're working together to discern God's will for His church. Yeah, that we're exactly. And that's what I will boldly say: every church should do. Right. Oh, absolutely. That is just how every church should function. Absolutely. I was going to say too. I mean, even for us functionally at Ransom City, for the three of us, like we are. <laughs> You could say that, like, we all three have departments, Mm -hmm. meaning, like, areas where it's, like, these are things we're gifted in and we kind of focus on. But for all three of us, there are no boundary lines where it's, like, that's my thing. You're not allowed to... That does not happen in our church. Like, all three of us together... It's like, can you help me out with this? Yeah, well, or we'll invade it if we need to. Like, you guys have done that with me in preaching where it's, like, I love you, but you got to get better at these things, and we're coming in. We're going to (laughs) keep pressing on this until you figure it out. Well, and And I need that. I don't think that... No, they're... No, there hasn't been any one role either where all three of us haven't done that role. Exactly. Because like, like I'll preach, 
Yeah, Seth will play in the band. I played in the band this last week. Mm-hmm. Like, Greg has preached. I, I lead community group if you're out of town. Yeah, and need like, me too. yeah we all and so, all of those. Right, and so it's like, there's not... So to be like, well, but Seth's the teaching pastor. How many weeks out of the Easy. year, though? Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> Again, how, where do we draw question. a line of like, right. well, you gotta hit 80% or else. Right. And it's just right. silly, you it's know? It's arbitrary. And same with like, useless. well, Greg's the worship like, pastor. This is way not in the Bible. Well, when you hit 40, we, like, it's like, yeah, it's like not when in you there. start trying to explain it, it just becomes very clear how extra biblical it really and is. And unnecessary. Right. Because well, if, yeah. if you try and not explain like, it, heresy no, like that's no one's no. intent no it's not heresy it's just it's just why it. it's just yeah. the whole thing is literally a giant it's like why you don't question. need to do well and that's what this whole series that? is like it's not heresy nothing in this series has been like you can't ever like no, it's not it's anything like that it's just kind of unhelpful and confusing yeah. that's really all it is yeah. and really like the flip side of this argument isn't like because that's the thing a lot of times like for whatever reason in our church history people have thought that like Seth, you got to be careful because other people might hijack your vision, yeah. Or like you know, know be careful is. about so and so or whatever. And it's like, okay, what's the flip side? Like, God is in charge, like because <laughs> right. that's all we're arguing for. It's not like yeah. Seth can't be in charge because Greg has to be. No, that's, that's like lateral again. again. It's that again, solve and anything. that's not at all like it's not that. Well, this guy can't be in charge. I want to be in charge, or it's not no, like it's, we all you know, three have to be in charge. Right, it's Jesus being in charge. Well, right. what's funny to me, like you've said this a few times, so I'll quote you because it makes me laugh every time. But a few times in the history of our church, you've even said like, "I don't want your thing at no. all." Like, <laughs> which is really funny. Where you've just been like, "I'm not. I don't want." Because because at times people will say weird things where it's like, "Be careful." You know, people, there's no power struggle, and it's like, there just isn't at our church, yeah. for one. Like, it just isn't there. But I've laughed because multiple times you've been like, you can you can have whatever that is. Well, and <laughs> I think people have had the misconception, especially about me, yeah, that, like, yeah. I'm going to try and take over. Which is not... And it's like, for one, no. For two, like, I led Seth to Christ, moved to a different state. Right, right was working and had a job in ministry where yeah. I was already in charge of stuff and left that to come be here. Right. I, why would I do that? And if serve on a secret, team. Yeah, and serve right. on a team where I'm not preaching most of the weeks. Right. And I'm mostly behind the scenes so I yeah, can get all the glory. Right. Like, it's, it's, that, it's, it's a long sense. con. It's a very long con. <laughs> it's like, the and longest. So, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, no. where am I going with that? I don't know. With my no salary. Like, yeah, what, like what's uh, the goal? I just... Feet. And so... Yeah, and I think, that's, I, I think that's the thing to bear in mind. Like, if you have, and, and again, that's going to be true if you have a healthy team, if you have the right people yeah. installed as elders. So this comes down to, be yeah, you're going to struggle that, yeah. and have problems if you put the wrong guys in as elders. Which is why the Bible says don't be hasty in the laying exactly. on of Exactly. So you need to be Which really, really, really careful there, with yeah. that. But, like, I'll point to both of you guys, like... I've known both of you for over a decade each. Mm-hmm. Like, Greg, you and I have known each other going on 20 years soon. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, we've known each other a long time. We came to Christ all, all around at the same time. Right. We have a few years on me, Chris. But, like, we grew up in the faith together. Like, right. we've served in ministry before we did this at all. So right. it's just there's, there's already a history there. There's already trust there. And that's right. huge. That's a part of this. Like, you need to install the right people. And if you do that and everybody understands this is a flat structure, you're not going to have a power struggle. Right. Because you're going to be like, on the same team. What it comes down to is like, you know, I think part of it is people want to, again, it's it's usually a convenience thing or yeah. like a tradition thing. But I think if we're going to err on one side, we want to err on the side of God getting accidental extra glory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think yeah, part of it is like, oh, well, <clears throat> whoops, we could have made that decision better by just making, you know, he could just say, well, we're doing this and that's what we're doing. Right. But like, I'd rather, well, sorry, we missed out on an opportunity because we wanted to wait and patiently hear, does God have something to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. When you talk about like tradition, it just brings to my mind, like think about the Catholic Protestant split. I Mm -hmm. mean, our whole thing has been like, no, there's not a priest or other mediator. No, there's not one guy who all the power funnel. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's the problem. And, right. and I, this is not you like... denouncing I'm not going to take... And that's what we still want to do. Right. And I'm not going to at all take credit for making that analogy because it's been ironically said a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was way back in the day. Somebody said we, we replaced the Pope with a pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Like, let's right. not do that. <laughs> like, when it should be That's what we were railing against. It should be a priesthood of believers where, mm-hmm. yes, there is an office of pastor. People who... Right. Basically, are the sheep walking at the front of the flock behind right. the shepherd, Jesus, Who is Jesus? You know, and that's what we are funneling into. That's where we want to end. That's right. that's what this is all about. You're, a healthy church should have a plurality of elders. It should never be one guy, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're just starting out and you're trying to find the next guys and install them. But even then, you might want to wait. You know, right. whatever. Ideally, you, you have multiple right. elders. The jumps just know all the they know god's teaching and they teach it to everyone behind them if we're talking about the flock the right. sheep, and help everyone stay in line and on right. track and we're all, all it is we're all serving under our chief shepherd jesus we mm-hmm. all submit to him we're all leading other people toward him it's all about jesus that's yep. that's the whole thing he is in charge we're just serving him right that's it. He's well, the lead guy. And again, just to kind of go back to that, like, it saves you from being overwhelmed. I remember when we had Tom uh, Schmidt on the... Mm-hmm. Tom Schmidt. Yeah, you okay. got it. I for some reason thought, oh no, that's not his last name. <laughs> and I was like, what no, is- it is. And I was arguing in my own brain. But anyway, <laughs> um, we had him on the podcast, and afterwards we prayed for him. And I just remember, like, I was praying, like, you know, God, you know, help Tom to see, like, he's not... The lead pastor, I prayed that for him, but also like that he's not the lead evangelist. He doesn't have to be the smartest guy. He doesn't have to. And because it's like, because the Holy Spirit goes forward to convict the world of sin, righteousness and Mm -hmm. judgment, you know, Jesus is our shepherd. God is our father. Like all those things of just like, you get to just do what he says to do rather than you have to work up this. You got to be the guy that everyone can turn to with the answers because it's just too much. Oh, it's too much. It's exhausting. So... Praise God that Jesus is really the chief shepherd. Yes. That's the gospel behind this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. It's good news that Jesus is really the one in charge, and there's not a one guy mm-hmm. that's in charge that isn't Jesus. That's his. It's his church that he bleeds and dies for, yep. that we would be saved. So, yeah, that's what we wanted to talk about. Um, do you guys have anything else? Otherwise, we'll, we'll end it here. No, no, just uh, write in with any yes. comments or ideas yes. that we can do on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. so as usual, go to ransomcitychurch.org and you can click on the contact tab and submit questions in, especially with this this topic. Again, just to be clear, this whole series, none of these topics are exhaustive. They're, we just can't. There's no way we can cover everything there is to cover about any of these things. And the same is true with this and, and the lead pastor conversation. So, like, if you guys have questions and you want to continue the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to do a Q&A at the end of this series if we have enough response. Um, so, please, you know, write in, submit a question. Also, you know, we've said before we'd love to hear uh, anybody interested in planting, things like that. Just don't be strangers. Feel free to reach out to us, ransomcitychurch.org. Click mm-hmm. the contact tab. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we'll leave you guys with that, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one.